Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. New strain. Well, there's the words nobody wanted. New strain of coronavirus. Ah! Everyone's going to lose their stuff. We're talking about the UK people. And what do they have? I don't know if they actually know what they've got yet. I'm not so sure they understand what it is they have. What they have is tier four lockdown. They're back at it again because of this new strain. As a matter of fact, this new strain is causing other nations to say, hey, uh, uh, you can't uh, come visit our country. And Admiral Brett Giroir, who runs uh, COVID response, coronavirus response, he's not sure if it's in the U.S. or not. In just moments ago, Russia, India, Canada overnight have banned travel from the United Kingdom. What's the latest thinking on what the U.S. will do there? Well, I think we're uh, waiting for CDC kind of recommendations. Uh, Last night, uh, talking to Dr. Redfield, there was not a recommendation for that. Um, Again, every hour we get more information. I think as we have done and we need to do, we need to listen to the best experts, the CDC uh, and Dr. Redfield. We have a task force meeting today, so uh, we'll make sure that everyone has updates. But as of now, I have no new updates based on that. Possible, though, that if the updates come in that we might ban travel from the United Kingdom? Um, I think everything needs to be on the table. We need to look at the data. We need to examine the science, understand the risks, uh, and then make a decision. It'll be be based on evidence uh, and data and what's best for the American people. So I think everything is possible. We just need to put everything on the table, have an open. Now, there's a big difference between deciding we're not going to let people come in from the United Kingdom and whether or not we're going to shut down restaurants in Nebraska. Yet, we've got people out there who can't seem to figure out the differential between the two. And it's huge. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. The difference, of course, being that how we treat other nations is far different than how we treat American citizens. American citizens count. American citizens matter. American citizens have rights, and everybody else can kiss off. It's just that easy. Now, it doesn't mean you have to tell them to kiss off. It doesn't mean you have to be angry at anybody. You could still have friends. I want people to visit. But if the need comes that you want to say, we're not sure what's happening in your country, so woe up. First of all, uh, can we please discuss how uh, anti-Anglo that is? Right. We, we, we told people, sorry, you couldn't come from countries that support terrorism. And we were told we were we were Islamophobes or or or, or anti-Muslim or whatever it is. They decided the thing was. So if, if you don't want uh, if you don't want the British to come, clearly, it's just a clear hatred towards the Church of England beginning to end. That's all there is to it. It's because something is happening that you might say, you know what? We got to protect ourselves. Thank you very much. Whether that disease be coronavirus or whether that be uh, radical Islamists and those people who want to endorse and inflict and impose Sharia upon the world. Right? 
Both have issues we should really look at. But this new strain, this tier four lockdown, again, I am not a fan of lockdowns. You know what I don't know about tier four or or about this new strain? I don't know how um, transmissible it is, nor do I know its strength. Is it a lot easier to get and it's definitely going to kill you? Still would not get me to favor a lockdown. Nothing gets me to favor a lockdown. We have done damage on damage on damage untold, and the numbers keep showing themselves. Give you an example, an example of a number, something that we're dealing with. We take a look at coronavirus deaths in the United States, and we're over 300,000, right, Producer Ari? We are. We're, we're over 300,000. But first, we don't admit honestly and clearly that the the the... 50% plus is from an older population with comorbidities and very much in within that nursing home set. That Those are the facts, and they can't be denied, and they shouldn't be denied. Do healthy people, young people, I should say, get coronavirus? Yes. Have some of them passed? Absolutely. Still not a reason to shut down anything. But you have over 300,000. According to the CDC, as reported by the New York Post on December 18th, drug overdoses in the U.S., 81,000 deaths. Can we stop for a second and ask ourselves what's happening? And can we ask ourselves the levels to which drug overdoses have gone up because of lockdowns? Can we honestly look at the situation and ask ourselves what it is that we're dealing with? What damage have we done to ourselves? Because we have done damage to ourselves. And it's happening in all sorts of ways. Let me give you a a way that it's going down. And this has nothing to do with coronavirus itself. It has only to do with an opportunity. Remember, it was uh, Rahm Emanuel who said never let a crisis go to waste, right? Never let a crisis go to waste, and uh, people forget the part two, because it gives you the opportunity to do the thing you normally wouldn't be able to do. You take a look at how many people on the political left are almost giddy about the idea of lockdowns and not only we shouldn't just do this we need an environmental lockdown we got to get cars off the road for two weeks at a time or a month at a time there's never a moment that in order to save you they must imprison you that's that's the circle they can never square by the way in order to save you from you they must imprison you Because that's what the lockdown people favor. They can argue anything they like, and they can argue you're being ridiculous and you're being obtuse and you're being hyperbolic. I'm not being hyperbolic. You tell me I can't go to work. You tell me I can't see my meemaw. I have to stay at home. You're like these other nations. You've got people actually watching out the windows. I have stories from my beloved Indianapolis of people who tape signs on cars saying, why are you having such a big gathering? Oh my gosh, true stuff. Everyone spying on each other, narking on each other, looking at each other. Man, you didn't even have to dress anybody up in a brown shirt. Ain't that something? That's that's progress. No, it's not progress bill de blasio 
He is the mayor of New York. Morning, everybody. Oh, good morning. We have a lot to go over the day. Uh, Chancellor Carranza is here, and we're going to be uh, making an important announcement related to education. But first, let me speak to the report that came out this morning from our Department of Investigation. A very, very important report looking back on the protests in May and June. We'll get to that in a second. Chancellor Carranza, that's their education guy who does not believe in students at all in any way, believes in, uh, he's a 1619 Project kind of guy, so you know how bad he is for education. Anybody who pushes the 1619 Project, which is through the New York Times and uh, pushes the idea that the United States was founded in order to uh, codify uh, slavery, um, well, these people are dangerous people and shouldn't be allowed to teach. They should not be allowed anywhere near education. Not for a second. Um, they, and, and Bill de Blasio is amongst these people, are people who believe that you utilize coronavirus as an opportunity to other things. Confident we can do that work. We will implement the recommendations in the Department of Investigation report, but we're going to go farther than that. The work of reforming the NYPD, of deepening neighborhood policing, of changing police culture, that work must intensify, and it will in the year 2021. A lot is already being planned that will be unveiled in the coming weeks. But the bottom line is we can never accept a broken status quo. We can never go back to a past that didn't work. COVID, the COVID era has taught us that so clearly. The COVID era has taught him it creates opportunities. Policing is only going to get worse in New York. You already see these places that wanted to defund, defund, defund. Now the crime rates are through the roof. And then they're like, "Mm, maybe we shouldn't do such a thing. Except there are those who are like, we should go even further. And this whole idea of reimagining, well, that comes from the world of coronavirus. Now's our golden opportunity. Remember, when they say reimagine, they don't mean reimagine. They mean to completely rework in a way that is guaranteed not to help you. We're going to send the social worker to do the police work. Well, great. Are they going to have a gun or not? What happens when they say, I'm not going near that scene. That scene's dangerous. Well, you're the social worker. You got to get out there and defuse the situation. Do we get to watch that on pay-per-view? Because that's going to be pretty fantastic. Let's go back to Bill de Blasio. And we need to do better, and we will. And that means a commitment to fighting disparities and inequality in every part of the life in New York City. And that certainly takes us to education, where if you're talking about uh, the problems of disparity, if you're talking about structural racism, certainly policing is not the only area to talk about. There are many areas to talk about. And education must be front and center. There, Structural racism, systemic racism. Coronavirus opened up the door to talk about systemic racism. There is no such thing as systemic racism. There is no system you can point to. That's my point. People keep talking about it like it's a factual thing. No, it's not. It's a thing put forth by the Robin Wrights and the Ibram Kennedys of the world to get to allow them to sell books and push this idea of anti-racism, which is pure, unadulterated bigotry. I was part of an event, an online event, where I heard somebody talking about anti-racism, and I didn't want to interrupt. I I could have 
just gotten off at, at, at the, the, the call at any time. It wasn't part of my job. So I was not one of these people who was subjected to something in order to keep my employment, as many people are, whether it's the Sandia uh, Nuclear Laboratories or we have school districts in San Diego, uh, a way to you hear what's going on, uh, the madness in, in New York with, with schools. I'll get into that. But the, 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 the conversation was about anti-racism and they were trying to spell out what anti-racism is and trying to explain what, what structural uh, or systemic racism is and you were left realizing they said nothing. But there were people who were nodding along saying, oh yes, this is so good. Never once asked, did this make any sense? Asking if something makes sense is a really, really good question. Because it lets you know that your mind still works free. That brings us to this from Bill de Blasio. Has been so much that needed to be addressed in education in New York City. And from the beginning, what I tried to focus on was a very simple concept, equity and excellence, that we needed to profoundly change the distribution of resources. Uh, I like to say very bluntly, our mission is to redistribute wealth. A lot of people bristle at that phrase. That is, in fact, the phrase we need to use. We have- Are we done now? If we're utilizing coronavirus as a way for Bill de Blasio to engage wealth redistribution, we don't actually care about the virus, nor do we care about children, nor do we care about uh, people's health or welfare. What we care about is ideological desire. It's a very odd person who takes a look at coronavirus and decides it's a masturbatory fantasy. But that's Bill de Blasio. That is so many people who take a look at a virus, take a look at something happening, and say, this is a great opportunity. This is an opportunity to change America. Coronavirus should have been a moment for America to fight together. We turned it into a radical political insanity. And now we have people who think this is the perfect moment to tell you rich folk we're taking your money. The rich folk are moving out of New York. And we should create laws in Midwest states that say you can't come here. Midwest, you, you better fight back. You can't come here. These people destroy places and then they move to new places and they destroy those places. Talk about the virus. I'm worried about what they're going to do to Texas. Very worried about what they're going to do to Texas. And it's all predicated on the same idea that they know more, that they are smarter, that they are better. Governor Andrew Cuomo, who has banned indoor dining in the city of New York, the amount of data they have that shows where the cases come from, the amount of cases that come from indoor dining in New York City, 1.43%. People are infuriated. People are fighting back. They're staying open. They're getting, uh, you know, the, the city is closing them down, taking their license. What does Governor Cuomo say? He says, let's focus on what the real issues are. 
You should be happy because if we don't change the trajectory, we're going to go to shutdown and then your business is going to close. That, my friends, is a real problem. Worry about that because that is a real worry. Hey, you people who can't make a living, screw you. If you don't like it, I'll really turn the screws and ruin you. Next thing you know, it's Winston and O'Brien in room 101. That's what we're living through. Except we're not strapped to the table and we can actually fight back. Now, I tell you these two stories because, yes, they, uh, they're important. And you could say to me, yeah, but they're New York stories. Are they? I'm not a guy who focuses on New York. I utilize them as a cautionary tale. And when I say we better be sure we're ready for the people who move here, it's because people come from New York and people come from California and they bring these terrible ideas with them. Oh, that was awful. But, you know, if we did it here, we could do it better. That's the problem with the socialist, with the communist. They always think they could do it better. You can never do it better. The system, by definition, is awful and cannot be done better. This is what it creates. The disaster that comes from socialism is not a bug. It's the feature. What did President Trump say in front of the United Nations? The problem with Venezuela is not that socialism was implemented improperly. It's that it was implemented faithfully. He then proceeded to get nervous applause and you realized, oh, did he have it? He had it beautifully. I don't know. Whoever wrote that speech for him hit that one well. These people see a virus, they see businesses shut down, and they tell the shutdown businesses, keep your mouth closed or I'll make it worse. And oh, by the way, wealth redistribution. There's never a moment that they put an end to their ideological twisted desires. Everything is just a reason to further enhance them. You see, coronavirus has got a new strain. But the elitists who want control over you, they're always the same. So now we have two viruses we need to stamp out. I'm Tony Katz.